The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. We know you would like to sit next to him in the dugout or in his office, but this is your chance to chat with the manager of the Minnesota Twins. This is the Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Molitor Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. Good morning and welcome to the Paul Molitor Show. Chris Atterbury high above Progressive Field here as they scoop up chunks of ice and snow off of Progressive Field. The sleet has moved away and we hope to have baseball later today in downtown Cleveland. Uh, speaking of down, downstairs from the manager's office, we welcome in manager Paul Molitor. Good morning, sir. Let us know, let us know. Yeah, it's one of those days here. Good morning, Chris. Yeah, like it's like the post office, right? Neither rain nor sleet nor snow uh, will keep us from our appointed rounds. We're going to loop Jack Morrison eventually, we hope. But uh, right now, Paul, uh, for the time being, let's talk about last night because yesterday's ball game one in which for the first time in a while you could look and say uh, we got production up and down the lineup. I mean, you had everybody involved, one through nine on your lineup card. Uh, Irvin gave you a, a nice, solid, strong outing, and that was about as complete a game as we've seen the Twins play in a while. It was a much-needed game, and you're right. We received uh, contributions from uh, you know different areas that you know put together a baseball game. Irvin went out there and. You know, he didn't have great command early, uh, but he found his way uh, to minimize damage and, and give us six. And, uh, you know, offensively, we, we put some things together. Centeno coming up with that big home run, just really a big hit. When you get behind a guy like Kluber, you wonder if you're ever going to get a chance to get back in the game. And that kind of turned it around for us offensively. And then, thankfully, late, we added on a little bit, and we were able to get some guys come in and shut down at the end, and, and we finally got a win. It, Made me so happy I'm singing this morning. So it was it was nice to see. <laughs> there was an interesting moment. We didn't have a chance to ask Juan or Irvin about it after the game where they were conversing in Spanish while Irvin was still on the rubber, like while he was taking signs from Centeno at the play. That was something I had not seen before. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if Mike Napoli knows Spanish and if he was getting any inside dope when he was in the box, but I... I kept having these Mark Fidrich flashbacks, too, but it wasn't to the ball as much as it was to the catcher. That, that, that's not a normal thing that you see transpire in a, in a ball game, but they were, they were trying to figure something out and save a trip to the mound, I guess. Yeah, he wanted to keep the frequent flyer miles down. Uh, talk about Centeno, though. Here's a guy, only three minor league home runs, so, of course, he's going to take a Cy Young winner deep. And, and it wasn't just that at bat. He was solid throughout the course of the day, and he's very active behind the plate, whether he wants to back pick down to first base or, or, or whether bluffing throws or, or whatever mm -hmm. it takes. Well, you know, we, we got a pretty good feel of Juan in spring training. You know, he's had some big league time with a couple of clubs, I think less than 30 games. But it's not like he's uh, uh, hasn't been up here and, and being overwhelmed. But we know in, in spring, you know, his M.O. is just that he, he knows how to take a quality at bat. He hangs in there against lefties. He's more of a slap, line drive guy than a guy who's going to hit home runs. Uh, but, you know, he stepped up there yesterday and was able to hit one out of the park against, like you said, a guy like Kluber. And uh, I like how he's been catching, you know, working on progress, working progress a little bit in terms of improving his blocking and things like that. 
and he's not afraid to throw the bases. You see him kind of winging around there, trying to back pick a couple of times too. So we'll see how it plays out. I, I got him back in there today. I, I think it makes sense to give him another shot after uh, helping us win a ball game, and, and we'll see how he does. Yeah, his feet might not have touched the ground on the way back to uh, to the hotel last night. It's the Paul Molitor Show from Cleveland, where the Twins have a chance to win a series today against the Tribe. And a lot of the talk in the last week, Paul, has been about your lineup, whether it be Joe going to the one spot, Brian going to the six spot. Mm-hmm. I know when you put lineups together, and we've talked about this extensively in the past, you are looking to link hitters and try to figure out how they can best function with each other to kind of string together those innings. Are you more comfortable with the way this lineup is starting to look and the way players are starting to function within it? Well, you know, we're, we're trying to do what's best uh, and give us the best chance. You know, you're looking for different combinations, obviously. It's, it's not just a guy hitting first. It's, you know, who do you have 3-4 and, you know, 8-9 and different things than how they work together. And the, and the great thing about baseball is on a given day, those combinations might be, you know, have nothing to do with the outcome of the game, depending on who makes the last out and the score and all those type of things that come into play. But uh, we're, you know, we, we're trying to get us a little bit different look. Um, I think Joe at the top, um, we all know that topic's been out there for a long time, and uh, it, it became clear to me it was time to give it a shot just to kind of see if we can change things up. And so far, he, he's done a nice job up there. We, you know, it's only, we've only won one game, but, you know, we'll see how it goes going forward. Um, Doge, I think, you know, kind of need to get bumped down a little bit, try to get him going a little bit as well as give us some balance. So we're trying some different things, and uh, you know, hopefully we can start playing a little bit better consistently. Yeah, we're, we're singing on your radio show. We are definitely trying different things, so we're, we're willing to give it a shot. We'll take our first break. It's the Paul Molitor Show. Paul joining us from the manager's office here at Progressive Field in Cleveland. We'll step aside back in a moment on your home for Twins baseball. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Chris Atterbury welcoming you back to the Palm Oliver Show, sponsored by Killer Brew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. I'm at Progressive Field watching them get the, uh, the surface ready for play after some sleet and snow. Here in Cleveland this morning, uh, clear skies now. Paul Molitor in the manager's office, and this is going to be like a daylight play. I'm going to turn and throw and hope Jack Morris is covering second base. Jack, are you there? Guys, uh, good morning. I'm sorry uh, we had a little technical difficulties, but I am here, uh, and apparently you guys are enjoying the balmy weather in Cleveland. <laughs> morning, Jack. Morning. Yeah, it's one of, one of your favorite places, and uh, as long as we've got Jack roped in, let's talk starting pitching now. You know, Paul, last week we discussed the need to get deeper into games. We've seen it from Duffy, Santana, certainly better his second time out off the DL. Uh, Phil Hughes continues to struggle. What are you seeing with Hughes, and what does the future hold in terms of uh, of what he can do to make some changes and get deeper into ball games? The extended uh, starts we've gotten are, have been a big lift uh, just to, you know, try to slow down the innings that are accumulating for our bullpen. Um, hopefully Duff can do it again today. You know, Phil's last three starts um, combined have not uh, added up to a lot of innings, and I think he's concerned about it to enough to where, you know, with his side the other day, um, he was very aggressive and tried to pitch, and even in some situations, Neil gave him some counts and different scenarios, and, 
you know, just not trusting, not attacking. Um, I think he's been tentative with that cutter a little bit, and his curveball, you know, just doesn't have the bite we've seen in the past. And I, I think he knows that he's got to, you know, kind of change his mindset. And instead of going out there hoping something might happen in his favor, he's got to be a little bit more confident on that mound and, and go ahead and get that little bulldog back. So um, hopefully he bounces back and gets back on track. Paul, you talk about his cutter, and uh, I've observed over the last uh, maybe half a decade or so that uh, so many pitchers are trying to use that as a pitch that uh, misses the barrel of the bat, but yet when it doesn't, mm-hmm. that when they don't locate it and it doesn't move, it tends to be a ball that goes a long, long way. Is that what you're seeing with his cutter, or is it the fact that he's just not uh, not throwing it in the right situations? I think Jack that the cutter can be a useful pitch. I think it sometimes it's it's how it relates to your other pitches. You know, uh Arietta throws one, Kluber throws one, but but they have other pitches that can possibly make that more effective. Now it is a plane that a pitch that stays on plane and it can get out to that barrel if you miss your location. Um you know, I, I like when Phil uses it to throw into righties, maybe backdoor to lefties, but those ones out, out of way, you know, he gets a lot of guys diving in there because he throws a lot of strikes, and so it, it can be a dangerous pitch. But it's more how it fits into the mix of all your pitches, and, and then you have to choose it wisely and, of course, execute. Paul, as far as your bullpen, you've actually had a chance in the last couple of games to kind of roll out a bullpen with a lead, which is something that we, you haven't had a, a ton of opportunities to do. I know Trevor had a rough go of it here after a really hot stretch for you, but in particular, Michael Tonkin has looked very confident his last couple of times to the mound. We we did have a couple of chances here. Uh, you know, the other day it was set up somewhat for us in late innings, and, and Trevor uh, couldn't get through the eighth, and, and that's going to happen. He has been throwing the ball well generally. Michael, uh, you know, he's had different roles. He made the club kind of as a long guy, which was kind of a stretch because he had never really done that. But little by little, as we've kind of changed the look of the bullpen, he, he's kind of been more of a guy who might give me a couple innings early. But, you know, there are days when people are going to be overused, and he's got to step up and give us some outs late. And yesterday was a perfect example. It was nice to see a, a very clean seventh inning uh, out of a guy who hasn't been out there much in the seventh inning. So he's been doing a nice job. We have to take another break quickly. When we uh, return, Jack will welcome us back in. Jack Morris, Paul Molitor. It's the Paul Molitor Show, and it's right here on your home for Twins Baseball. to the Paul Molitor Show. Chris Atterbury here in Cleveland. Uh, upstairs, downstairs, Paul Molitor. Jack uh, Morris is joining us as well. Go ahead, Jack. Paul, I just, uh, first of all, I, I, I didn't hear the first part of the conversation today, so I want to uh, extend my congratulations. I know it's been a rough spell. Mm-hmm. Um, my question, I guess, is uh, with with the facts the way they are, what kind of uh, approach are you? I mean, I know Phil Hughes was on TV yesterday talking about trying to keep a positive attitude, and I know you've done that throughout. But uh, as you move forward, uh, you know, is it just one pitch at a time, uh, so to speak? Well, facts are facts, Jack, and you can't deny that, uh, you know, 
uh, enduring here uh, this stretch where we've compiled the second worst record, I think, in the game. Um, you have to you have to deal with that, and you know I, I'm prepared to to handle that and and try to stay uh, in a good frame of mind. And you know it's a it's, it's a good challenge I think in leadership to try to uh, continue to try to develop these guys, um, whether you're winning or you're losing or you're holding your own, whatever the case might be. So um, I think guys generally are coming in refreshed uh, every day and, and realize they have a new opportunity. Baseball allows that with the number of games we play. And you just have to be, you know, as you've talked about, even during your playing career, you got to be mentally tough. I mean, you can't let a little adversity that comes your way, whether you don't get a call or you strike out or you don't make a pitch, you know, you got to keep looking forward and, um, you know, just can't let your guard down and be prepared to handle whatever things come your way. Uh, unfortunately, the losses have piled up, and we have to find a way to keep playing. We have a long summer of baseball. I take a little comfort in the number of games that we play when we're going through something like this. But in reality, like you said, you know, today is a day where we go out there and we try to back up what happened yesterday, get a good start, and hopefully find a way to score some runs, catch the baseball, and um, try to start making these games uh, a little more complete, a little more competitive from first pitch to last, and hopefully we start winning our share of games. There's an old saying in baseball that you're only as good as your uh, tomorrow's starter, and you're sending out Tyler Duffy today. You've got to be pleased with what you've seen of Duffy since he's been called back up, uh, he's given you a chance and kept you in games. He has done that. Um, you know, we all know the situation coming out of spring, but he's responded with his call-up. Uh, he's given us three uh, relatively good starts, and, um, you know, he's striking people out. The curveball seems to be back to where we saw it at the end of last year, and he's got a lot of confidence with that pitch. But he's still using his fastball, which he needs to do, and uh, it would be great if he could follow up what Irvin did yesterday and get get deep into a game with a lead, and hopefully we can find a way to hold on at the end. Now, Paul, you talked about mental toughness, and Tyler's a, a tough-minded kid. I think all of us who are around him like that. He's not afraid of anything, and, and he's never going to back away. In your experience playing, coaching, managing, because and I think almost the coaching in the minor leagues w- would give you more insight into this than anything else, can you teach a player to be mentally tough, or is that something that – that you either have or you don't or you have to learn on your own or or can you help develop that part with young players or even with established major leaguers? Well, I, I compare it to the phrase, you know, some players have good instincts, you know, and, and it's true. Some people are wired to handle some things maybe better than others, but I also believe that there's ways to improve, um, you know, a player that has more awareness uh, he has to work at that, and, and so circumstantially, throughout the course of a game, he learns to make better decisions, and therefore, you could say his instincts improve. And now, as far as toughness, uh, you know, we all know for young players, the volatility and the ups and downs and the wondering if you belong here and trying to get established, and that's kind of normal procedure as far as the process of becoming a good winning major league player. So some of that is going to come from the urging of staff and teammates. And the other side of it is that each person has to be their own leader and they have to be accountable to themselves and find a way to fight through whatever um, conditions or adversity that they face. So, yes, I think you can improve, um, but sometimes you have to live it to, to get better at it. Paul, the word, the word that equates to, to toughness for me is confidence. If you don't have confidence it's going to be very difficult for you to be mentally tough are you seeing uh, confidence uh, in some of your young players uh, 
waver at all, or is this something that you're you're encouraging to to remember the good days? Well, I, th- I think we see it wane at times, uh, for, especially for some of our young guys, and maybe even a couple of veterans at times, especially with the rough start we've had collectively. But, um, you know, the reminders are simple. You know, a guy has a bad first at bat, he's walking back in the dugout, and you remind him he's still got three more to go on that given day, and you just try to plant little seeds that, that has him looking, a, look, looking forward and not backwards. Yeah, great point and a really interesting insight. I like that idea of you have to be your own leader. I thought that was a really uh, it's a nice way to put it. This is the Paul Molitor Show. It's brought to you by Killer Brew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. We need to take another time out. When we come back to Cleveland with the rest of the Paul Molitor Show, we'll talk about today's lineup, another new look for the Minnesota Twins, as well as Trevor Bauer, who certainly gives you a different look on the mound for Cleveland. All of that when we return on your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Paul Molitor's show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Chris Atterbury, Paul Molitor, both here in Cleveland. Jack Morris joining us today as well. And glad to have you with us. A reminder, Inside Twins coming up uh, a little bit later on. And then we'll have our pregame lineup card. Then the Twins and Tyler Duffy, Trevor Bauer, and the Tribe. And uh, let's talk about Trevor Bauer because he's a, a unique guy in terms of his approach. Uh, he's back in the rotation now, Paul. And what sort of challenges does he pose? How do you get to Trevor Bauer? Well, we've seen Trevor a lot, I think, over the last couple of years. He started the year in the bullpen for uh, Francona's bunch over there, and uh, he's worked his way back in. I think he got an opportunity because of uh, an injury to Salazar, but he stepped up. He's had uh, a, a few uh, quality starts for them, uh, striking out about one per inning, but he's also had some command issues. I think his uh, walk ratio isn't particularly good, so hopefully we can make him throw strikes today. But he's a guy who he's not afraid to use his fastball, but he's got nice complimentary secondary pitches, including a nice overhand curveball. So, um, you know, we kind of changed the lineup a little bit today, and, and, and hopefully uh, what we put out there will give us a, a good chance to score some runs off of him. Paul, you, you, you bring up a point that I'd like to ask you about in your opinion, uh, and, and that is swinging out of the zone. Uh, Bauer, you know, can get wild at times. Will that hinder or hurt him right now? Because I see, I personally see, some guys having better at-bats. They're not chasing pitches as much as they were earlier, which probably equates to not pressing as much. Well, that's, that's a big part of our woes here early offensively, Jack, is that we are trying to get guys to understand the zone a little bit more. And, and part of it is knowing the zone, and part of it is just being able to slow down in the batter's box and not letting your emotion get the best of you and be in such a hurry to hit that you don't let the game come to you. You know, you can go through, you know, uh, numerous people in our lineup that have tendencies to expand, especially when they get behind. And uh, that's just kind of a recipe for failure. So, you know, we're trying to do everything in the drills and the cages to get these guys to keep the ball in the zone because we know we've got guys that can hit, but they make it a lot more tougher for themselves when they're not swinging at strikes. On that point, Paul, we had a caller, Jeremiah, who joined us from YZ today, and he wanted to know kind of along those lines how your experience as a player, how do you go about transferring the information that you accrued as a player to your current players as a coach or as a manager in terms specifically, uh, Jeremiah was wondering, about working counts and understanding counts? Well, I, I try to stay away from what I did kind of type of conversations. I, I think it's 
not overly helpful. Um, if you can shed some light and people are asking specific questions every once in a while, it might be beneficial to try to translate your own experiences. But, um, you know, because every guy's different. Everyone thinks a little bit differently in the box. But one thing that is consistent is, you know, at-bats work out better when you have favorable counts. You know, I think it was Frank Howard that said, you know, when you're ahead of the count, you're a hitter and a half. When you're behind the count, you're half the hitter. So, we know we got these. We try to get these guys to understand. Sometimes they they make an out and they swing at a bad pitch on three and two. But it was that, you know, that one one pitch that was a ball that turned the count one and two instead of taking it and having a two and one count. Um, just trying to make sure that throughout the whole at bat you're aware of trying to get counts in your favor and then you can take advantage. Well, great another... answer, and we appreciate Jeremiah with that call today, guys. We're uh, running out of time. Appreciate Jack, you uh, dialing in uh, today. We'll be back in the barn together next week. Paul, best of luck today. Good news from up here. The uh, sleet has gone away, and the field actually looks in pretty good shape. So we'll be ready for baseball between the Twins and the Tribe. Best of luck today, Paul. All right, guys. Have a good, good Sunday. Yep, all right, thanks. Guys. Yep. All right, thank you, Jack. Our thanks to the guys uh, back in the studio connecting all the wires for us here today. Do stick around inside Twins later on this afternoon than the pregame lineup guard and the Twins in the Tribe right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to The Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.